0: Welcome back to Mr. Epstein and Ms. Maxwell's Closet. This is just going to be a quick little extra to turn you guys on, if you're not already, to this excellent podcast called Strange and Unexplained with Daisy Egan. Um, here, let me, read, let me read her details here. From executive producer Patrick Hines and the Obsessed Network comes a new podcast about all the things that make us wonder. Each week, we'll tell you a true story that will fascinate and terrify you. A family who received letters from a quote-unquote watcher after moving into their new house, a hotel that's seen so much death that it has to be cursed, UFO encounters, hauntings, Bigfoot sightings, and so much more. Written and hosted by Tony Award-winning actor and celebrated writer Daisy Egan, Strange and Unexplained is a journey into the uncomfortable and the unknowable that will leave you both laughing and sleeping with the lights on. It is excellent. Highly, highly recommended. She's awesome. I love her. Look her up. Daisy Egan, E-A-G-A-N. Daisy with, like, the flower. Um, so, this episode, you know, I'm always saying, what about the boys, Alan? Right? Because of his... His argument his, his argument for the lowering the legal age of consent to... see, what does he say? I think he argues for 15, And then he says, "As, as young as 12, and his argument is based on the fact that girls that age who are able to get pregnant and become pregnant are legally, federally allowed to get an abortion without their parents' consent. So he argues, therefore, that makes them adults. To which I say, What about the boys, Alan? Huh? First of all, it's a disgusting argument. Prima facie. And what about the boys, Alan? I've tweeted at him. I I have yet to to get the spine to call his show (sighs) and ask him. So the point being, well, there's a point in and of itself right there, but the bigger point, the forest point, being that along with these habophiles and afebophiles and pedophiles and whatever the horrific name is for the ones who like babies, it's not just girls, Right? J. Edgar Hoover liked the teenage boys, as did Cohn, and he probably liked them younger, too. And he probably liked them older, too. The ones who were technically adults, just barely legal works for male as well. People. This is one place where the men have been neglected. I dare anybody to argue with me. Come at me. Imagine that little hedgehog GIF. If you, if you guys have seen it, it's like "come at me, bro!" It's a cute little hedgehog doing like looks like he's trying to fight. With his little paws. So this episode is episode seven, called "The Vanishing Drowning Men," and I have a friend who I'm rarely in contact with, who doesn't even live in New York anymore. But he has this crazy-ass story of waking up in, I think, the East River? I don't remember where it was. And he's a hearty, hardy man. And a partier. So there's many ways he could have ended up there. But I'd like to talk to him again and ask him about that again with this knowledge. Because now I don't even, I honestly don't even remember. I don't even remember this, and it's probably because the police all, for every single case in New York City that happened, spoiler alerts, remember, the police basically covered it up. Not basically, covered it up and explained all of these healthy, college-age, white, young men, swim captains, you know, head of the class, like, in good shape, pretty men, pretty white men, boys, ending up in the rivers East and West, no, no, they would, they would disappear. Like there was one who was on second Avenue, which is only two blocks from the East River Avenue blocks. Avenue blocks are pretty long police. So he, he disappeared there and ended up being found like, I don't know, over a month later in perfect shape after supposedly being in the water for so many weeks and traveling a very long distance to Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. It's very far. He went from the Upper East Side to Bay Ridge in the water. I won't go into the gory details, but there was no fucking way he was in the water for that long. he's not the only one. There was another one, again, spoiler alerts, there was another one, Uh, also in New York City. No, was this one in Boston? I don't remember. No, yes, it was in New York City, because of Hudson River, which is the west side. And this guy also, Upper East Side, oh my God. I just, I just, oh shit, I just, Realize Upper East Side, people. I'm right. (laughs) I'm fucking right. I'm fucking right. The reason I'm making this episode is because I listened to this episode and I was like, oh, I know what's going on. These are just more victims. You want bodies? Here's your bodies. I mean, not unfortunately, but they're male. So the cops write this off. Clearly, the corrupt NYPD is owned. Not all of them, but enough of them. You don't need a lot of them in order to be able to make this happen. That blue wall of silence works in many ways. They say, oh, they were drunk. They went to the river to pee. What? What? It's, again, prima facie absurd. Look, if I were a man and I were drunk, college age, and I had to take a piss, like all of my friends in college, male, did, I would whip my dick out and take a piss in a corner, take a piss on a tire. I see guys do it all the time. Now, as an adult, I would try to find a bathroom, but I'll tell you what, there's been times as a female where for whatever reason I couldn't find a bathroom, and I was like, God damn, I wish I was a man. I'd be taking a piss right now. So the idea that a college, drunk college student would walk at least two avenue blocks, and then in one case, the guy who ended up in the Hudson. was found on the west side uh, on 138th Street, but disappeared from the upper east side. He's certainly not going to be walking literally the entire, almost the entire width of Manhattan, which is about, I don't know, three miles? Four, mi- four miles, I think? Right. So it's absurd, but this is what the cops are saying, which is probably why I never really heard about it. It just came and went. And this was in the mid-90s, mid mid, 90s, mid to late 90s. And I just came here in 93, so I wasn't, you know, I was in my 20s. I wasn't paying attention to this stuff even. But, it, I mean, I would have known about it if it had been a big news story. I remember, no, that was before I moved here. The, uh, the woman, the preppy, the preppy murder, no, that was right before I moved here there's something oh yeah Gian. i think her last name was another Gian. i don't remember a woman who was raped and murdered by a bouncer chelsea i was here for that um but uh yeah so i think what's happening is the monster on the upper east side epi and pals It wasn't just the girls. It's not. Oh, by the way, so these murders are, are a part of potentially what is considered the smiley face killers. And I think the smiley face murders, the ones that fit this profile, can all be attributed to the monster as a lot of the younger kids disappear are. It's not a band of serial killers. I mean, I guess in a way it is, but it's the monster. And it happened in Boston. These, these young men also happened in Boston and a whole bunch of other cities around the country. I, I guarantee you it's not just in this country. That's what it is. They're found with ligature marks. Um. Uh, I don't remember what. The, the, that's the problem. Is there's not really a lot of investigation that goes into it. They all chalk it up. They chalk them all up to just drunken kids. Except there's a, there's a, a, a small th- three ex, you know, retired New York NYPD detectives who are convinced it's all like the smiley face killer, but it's they're who they're convinced they're all connected and they're right, but their reason is completely wrong. And it's definitely biasing their investigation. They're not very good detectives because they're very biased. They're coming at it from the point of view that it's like some sort of anger killing because of these who who would want as Daisy Egan says, who sarcastically you know who would want to kill these upstanding who wants who would want to kill a you know smart captain of the polo team white boy upstanding citizen i mean but you know what i'm saying it's daisy says it better i'll leave it with that but yeah i i think that's what it is it's the monster What about the boys, Alan? What about the boys, Alan? So, yeah. 2021. (laughs) All right. So, oh, let me just read this, okay. So this is the description about this episode. How does a man disappear from a group of friends and show up dead two months later in a river 15 miles away from where he was last seen? And what if the body shows no no evidence of having been in the water for more than a few days? What if this happens dozens or even hundreds of times all across the country over a period of years? People claim it's a serial killer or a network of serial killers? We don't necessarily agree. So, I will link the episode in the description. So, for now, as always, I do hope this is helping. Remember, power of the people. Let's keep slaying that monster, people.